0: Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and
1: I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog.
0: Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, it's good to see you again. It's been a little while and I think we've had a whole heap of reasons for that.
1: Richard it has been a while um yeah shall we talk about shall we talk about the unplanned um hiatus unplanned yeah,
0: look, break yeah so we've been doing really well this season so far with um managing to get just about every episode out well the first four episodes out on a fortnightly basis and we're pretty feeling pretty proud of ourselves and look basically some life got in the way. Um, I've had a, a few challenging days at work. Yeah, I've just it's just taken me a little bit of time to get my mojo back. Um, it's coming back slowly. If you've been following the rambling brick, you'll have noticed that the content has possibly tailed off a little bit over the last few weeks, and we're looking at getting that back before too long. We've got a few articles being planned up we've got a few sets that are starting to get put together and yeah I'm sure there's some other things that we'll talk about during the course of the day that are coming up but then just as I was feeling about ready to get going again Mm -hmm. then what happened to you Jay?
1: Oh I I had a I had an unfortunate um I had the unfortunate um you know privilege of Jumping on a plane, jumping on multiple planes um, to head to Denmark for Scareback Fan Weekend and also uh, Lego Fan Media Days, a annual um, get together organized by the Lego Ambassador Network, where they um, you know show us a lot of stuff that's coming up. Um, so rewind to this time last year, we got to see Rivendell. Uh, last year, we got to see a whole bunch of new and exciting sets like the. Um, is- jazz club oh. modular, uh, the Eiffel Tower, all, all all before they were you know officially unveiled, which was and really even a bit exciting.
0: of a sneak peek of the Ninjago Dragons Rising set too.
1: Yes, yep. um, But it's also a great time to connect with other fan media. So I think this year was. This year might have been the biggest one yet. Um, definitely, definitely the most diverse um, selection of fan media. Um, typically the attendees have always been, um, mostly news or blog or magazine type publication from, you know, Brickset to the Brothers Brick to Blocks Magazine. Whereas I think this year they've, they've opened it up. Um, and you know, that's a reflection of the current makeup of the fan media in the land where they are much more diverse media types. So it's not just websites and blogs and print magazines we have um you know we have a lot more youtubers um social media so whether you're on tiktok or instagram um and that's that's i think quite a good thing so there's a there's some fresh blood or like uh yeah just some of the um public uh, well channels that are on the newer side of things and it's always interesting to learn and hear what they're lego fan media experience um and content creation process is like so yeah that was enjoyable um and it is always a pleasure to be back in bilund um the heart of lego so this is my second time there and generally when you revisit a place the second time you're much more confident you know your way around you know what to expect so i feel like i was able to enjoy this trip a bit more. There was less of a pressure of, I need to take photos of everything. Oh my gosh, yes. it's a Lego duck. I'm going to take a photo of that. So I was not as trigger happy with my camera as I was the first time I was there. So I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, just, yeah, just properly be present and just enjoy the sights and sounds of Billund. Fantastic. Did you find the bakery? I. That that was the one thing that I missed out this year. I didn't get to do the bakery. I think we wanted to, but um, I think we wanted to one of the days. But the weather the weather was unusually nice as well. So Europe has been unusually warm this time of the year. I'm not sure mm. if you remember Richard, but last year it was just pouring down
0: the it, three it days every day. Yeah, it was a bit average. It was it was very amenable for staying inside and uh, doing things in buildings.
1: Yeah, this year was t-shirt weather, and the sun was out, so we were just you know sitting out and just sitting outside the Lego house, just chatting. So yeah, did not Fantastic. do the bakery, which I kind of regret, but I did have a few um, you know Danishes at breakfast, and you know at the different um, food things that were served. So yeah.
0: Very good. Oh, yeah. well, at least it means you've got something to, um, you've, you've got a new experience to add next time you go into. Exactly, exactly. Next, and next um, time that you get, yeah. get there. And
1: one of the highlights as well, um, because, this, uh, because Fan Media Days is right after Scareback, Fan Weekend, and after a full day at the Lego house, we got to see the new cohort of masterpiece gallery designs and builders which have been spectacular. So that's why I kind of posted uh right before I left um about the outgoing builds at the Masterpiece Gallery. So I took I took photos of like the Lego house and everything last year, but I just didn't do anything with them. So I was like, alright, they're gonna um they're gonna exit the Masterpiece Gallery. I'm just gonna put them up um, yeah. <laughs> before so there's a yeah there's there's a frame of reference somewhere on the internet. So yeah, got to see the new um, builds this year, which were which were just like stunning. Um, mm. For those of us um, that were in prevention this year, we got to see Veronica Young's um, wedding dress on display. Yes, so she's proudly yeah. representing Australia at the Masterpiece Gallery this year. Um, I'm, and it, I'm going yeah. to
0: refer people to hunt down Jay's article on this because what we're talking about here is a wedding dress that has been made out primarily of white foliage elements, and it is quite spectacular. It's even been worn around the Royal Exhibition Buildings in Melbourne um, with by by former contestants of LEGO Masters, and it is certainly well worthy of um, displaying the Lego house. It's just completely different to anything else you might have seen done, mm-hmm. um, which I think sums up a lot of the stuff in the Masterpiece Gallery, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And yeah, there's a there's, there's just a great mix of um, builders from all over the world. Personally, I was so happy to see, um, he's a builder called Bruce Cheng, but he mm-hmm. is better known as Blackly Cat. He is a he's one of the world's best like Lego mech builders. He built things like Gundam. He uh, you might have seen his Devastator um, from Transformers at Brickvention. Um, so yeah, that, that was just spectacular to see, and it's so good that there is a there's an actual Gundam in the masterpiece gallery, which is so cool
0: that's uh, that's fantastic. were there any other models that caught your eye there?
1: Yeah so getting to see um, uh, Zachary Steinman's like cubes he does these amazing artistic Lego cubes that kind of transcend Lego uh, because they're just they're just amazing you know works of art uh, getting to see them in the masterpiece gallery was was um, you know was also. Uh, was also a highlight for me like these are just so cool like one of the coolest things that um, you can build out of lego and he has such a distinct style that combines color texture and geometry to produce these um, yeah beautiful pieces of work like look him up on um, instagram his handle is steinman zachary and, yeah, you'll see some of his work. So, you know, being being recognized at the Masterpiece Gallery was, um, yeah, was, was was great because it's just so unique and so different to some of the other builds there as well.
0: And one of the ones that I saw in your pictures or someone's pictures I'd seen previously at Pereira de Cura in Portugal earlier this year, and this was like a space-age village which incorporated way too many brick separators in the roof oh you yeah the yep. one? yeah um i can't remember the name of the gentleman who put it together unfortunately but it was uh it was just had a fantastic otherworldly sense to it and um i think the other pictures i've seen that caught my mind i were those the models of uh ralph langer who does these sort of oh, almost fantastical Minimalist castle designs, but just with a beautiful degree of greebling and detail in the building. But just uses so much negative space in his models. It's just, um, mm. just really, just, just yeah. It just just really appeals to me.
1: Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And also, um, his his name is Rolf Ranghel, which I think he's better known as. Yeah, his, getting to see him at the Masterpiece Gallery, um, his build was phenomenal as well. Yeah. And, yeah, there's there's just a lot um, on show there.
0: Yeah, no, so I I have to admit, I'm kind of looking forward to the idea of trying to get over there again um, next year. Um, we'll see how we go from that point of view, but, um, hopefully you yeah, have hopefully to go, we'll I'll have to there. go
1: through my, um, photos. I, I haven't edited my, <laughs> I haven't edited my photos <laughs> at all. So I'm just trying to go off memory here.
0: Certainly over the years we've seen, um, over the last couple of years, I think particularly through brick world. And um other American events. We've seen some of the works of uh, Kelly Bartlett and she's been represented in the Lego house now yep. as well. Um she's done these great detail. Yeah, I got to meet um, rooms.
1: Got to meet Kelly at yeah, I got to meet Kelly at Skebek and she's she's Fantastic. she's lovely.
0: Have you had the chance to build anything since you got back then, Jay?
1: No, no, I no I haven't. <laughs> um no I haven't. Um, I only got back on Saturday so yes like the last few days have just been like recovery. Kids are back in school so it's you know getting ready for the new school term. Um, Unpacking. I've unpacked one bag which is great Um, and yeah. Did a lot of shopping at Skabek and in Denmark
0: so I'm excited about that. Oh fantastic. Did you find any time cruisers?
1: No, I did not find any time cruisers. They were hard to find.
0: Oh, well, I'll keep looking.
1: Yeah. Um, so I got, got a few more, like, vintage sets, um, which was nice. I got given a, uh, my first wooden toy, a wooden alphabet alphabet block, which was exciting.
0: Oh, fantastic. And um, did you meet anyone in any of the shops at all?
1: So, 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 so funny story, so funny story. So, um... We were strolling through the pea shop, the employee shop um, in the Lego campus, and all of a sudden, there's a bit of a commotion. People are just pointing at this random old gentleman, and we all just kind of look a- looked over, and lo and behold, it was Keld, the third-generation owner of the Lego group in the flesh. So I've always seen... Um, Photos of other fans meeting him at AFOL Day. I think he's he's always a fixture at AFOL Day, um, at the Lego House. Um, mm. but you know, being this close in proximity to him was <clears throat> was just so surreal. So, um, I'm not sure if it was planned or if it was an unfortunate, um, coincidence for him to be at the uh, employee shop at the same time as every other fan media um so naturally he was mobbed everyone was going up to him to just shake his hand um take photos technically not supposed to take photos at the p shop or the employee shop but it's it's killed and he seemed to find about it so that was okay and people were um also bringing him things to sign whether it's like a notebook or like a um a set off the shelves um, just just as a bit of a me- memento uh, that was very that was very cool um I never expected um I just never expected to meet him um so this was a very special um yeah this was this this was something this 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 was a memory or an encounter that I'll remember forever given yeah. how instrumental and how important keld has been to the Lego group and just how much of, you know, how much of my childhood he has influenced um, mm. and my adulthood as well. So that was, yeah, that was, that was very
0: surreal. Have you met him? I've not met him. I've stood a few meters away from him right. at the, at the AFOL day last year. And before I then blinked and there were about 150 people between him and me and his mind has then started fending yep. the rest of us off um
1: yeah so yeah i got him to sign a i got him to sign my wooden minifigure as well which was great um so that's something i do every year when i um when i go for fan media days i bring a wooden a blank wooden minifigure with me and i get designers to decorate sign and yeah just personalize the wooden minifigure so that's always been a um a memento of my time in denmark so I had to pick up another one at the employee shop, of course, because um, that one just has um, Keld on it and no one else is going to sign that one. <laughs> Maybe if I see Thomas one of these days.
0: Yes, and it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting to know because um, Keld has finally actually retired and yeah. no longer has any formal roles with the company. So the fact that he's still being allowed into the employee shop you know, he's, he's pretty lucky from that point of view. I mean,
1: are you going to stop him though? No, <laughs> not exactly. at all. Not at all. <laughs> I think, um, there was a story that I once heard that he was, he was escorted out of the innovation house. So innovation house is where the designers, um, uh, that that that's where the um, the product teams are located because they're working on top secret stuff like years ahead. Um, and he doesn't mm. have a badge, of course. He doesn't have the right badge. Um, so I think, yeah, he was escorted out of there. So I think, I think, yeah, I think there are limits of where he can, uh, yeah, where
0: he can venture <laughs> into. Hmm. He he is one of the few employees that actually does have the fifty year of service badge. Of course. Um, And I do remember seeing that sort of on just the, there was a plaque to that effect in the staff canteen a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. But I think the, I think the most startling thing about meeting him was that he was just so kind to everyone. Mm. Um, He was so generous with his time um, with photos and, you know, signing random things. And yeah, I think, yeah, that, that, that to me just, Made 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 such a huge impression. Like he didn't have to do that, and I think we were also conscious that yeah we were kind of mobbing him <laughs> in a way, but he was he was just so kind and generous, and he um it was yeah we, we 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 were talking about yeah he were talking about stuff. I just told him that I came all the way to um from Australia, which he was you know quite taken aback with, but um yeah he was it was great. It was just great to just thank him for all the all the things that he um was responsible for and yeah for just making my childhood such a such an incredible such an incredibly joyful time so Mm. yeah oh that's fantastic I I look
0: I hope that I have the opportunity to meet him um next time in that part of the world but uh
1: gotta go next year
0: gotta go next year um but you know time will tell it'll either work or not yeah um yeah oh um, um, that sounds
1: like it and highlight of my trip um actually lots of highlights um kel was probably number eh, number one number two it's close um i also got to meet um people from the lego friends design team which was great we had lunch together um i caught up with vanilla um charity Mm -hmm. she is the creative lead for lego friends and has been there since the the very start um Mm. it's funny because i was telling her about like some of my earliest reviews and um she actually worked on stephanie's convertible car from 2012 which was one of my first um yeah one of my very first reviews on the blog um so that was yeah that was great and they're just such amazing people and
0: yeah that's that's awesome. Um, yeah,
1: because friends and and you know what, what, what we'd call core themes don't usually participate at Lego fan media days. Um, we hmm. sometimes get to see like Ninjago and Monkey Kid, um, but stuff like City and Friends, which are, you know, typically aimed at younger builders and children. They're not so much a priority at Fan Media Days, but I made a point of just reaching out to say, "Hey, can we just catch up for coffee?" I, just, I love to say hi, um, in person because yeah, it's France is one of my favorite theme. is one of my favorite themes, so you know, being able to yeah, just chat about that and yeah, was 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 cool. And Fanella's just so nice. She was the you might remember her because she was the guest judge. Uh, on season one of Lego Masters Australia in the finale. Mm. We haven't had I, I don't think we've had
0: any guest judges since, which is a no. bit of a shame. <laughs> no, and I look I had the I had the privilege the first fan media days that I went to in twenty seventeen, um friends actually were there and oh, I didn't have a chance. Darn I did actually have a chance to nice um see her and meet her and Ricardo and we examined some of the draft builds of Stephanie's house Ooh. which came out at that time which was the big white house with um that doing the vacuuming thus ensuring his long-term survival and um mum and Stephanie and I think there must have been a rabbit or a dog I think it was a rabbit at that stage hmm. yeah um so they they took us through the some of, the, some of the draft models for that set, but um, yes, and I also had the joy of talking to her earlier in the year for Brickvention twenty twenty three. But uh, to actually sit down and have a coffee face to face in Dublin would have been pretty special. Yep, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, Fans And there'll be
1: more to come once I can once I can actually talk about stuff that we were shown and it's yeah, good no, my I my only advice doesn't... is and i say this every year after fan media days is start saving money <laughs> it's gonna be a very expensive next few months because there's a lot of cool stuff coming like really cool stuff stuff we may know about or or not and stuff that are genuine surprises in surprising places that's all i'm gonna Ooh. say
0: Well, in that case, that sounds like a place to segue into new set announcements that we've seen recently. And I was really excited a week or two ago when we saw the upcoming um, Super Mario Piranha plant announced, Mm -hmm. mostly because it's an 18 plus pop culture linked display set that is going to be less than a 100 Australian dollars.
1: It's also a botanical, excited. part of the botanical collection. Technically, it's, it's, it is a potted plant.
0: It's a potted plant, but it's a, I think it's a little bit, um, it's a bit of a different style to the other potted plants that have been released to date. Um, well, it's
1: the first carnivorous potted plant, so there you go.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> run with that. Well, that explains why it's sort of at that price point, then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as I say, I thought that was quite exciting. It's yeah. So it'll be out in November. It's um, you it's in a pot. It's posable. Um, there's not much else to say really. It's got about yeah. five hundred pieces or so. Oh, uh, I think,
1: I think I really like the design. Like they at yeah. that scale. Um, the way they've done the lips, especially, is yeah. is 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 quite impressive, and I actually think that the smaller the sets are and the fewer pieces that you have to work with, the more challenging it is, especially for something so iconic. And uh, yeah, I, I actually think the they've they've um they've nailed the design.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, it, it does look great. It does look like it'll fit in both with other, you know, just with any Mario aesthetic kind mm-hmm. of household, but this certainly sit quite happily on the, on the shelf of someone who's not a Lego fan but has been into their Super Mario franchise over the years. It'll look great in that setting. Yep. Um, and as a first for one of these 18-plus Mario sets, it doesn't have a tag to swipe your Mario figure on.
1: Yep. Do you think that's a Do you think that's a sign of things to come because we've had the Donkey Kong sets which have kind of veered away from the Lego Super Mario track-based play. There are things that you can do to like interact with but the builds themselves aren't they're more like standalone buildings than they are parts that you could connect to a yeah. A track
0: they they place they feel much more like play sets than yeah. um, than part of a level well the Donkey Kong sets feel more like that the other sets in the wave particularly dry bones castle is more of a traditional um, more of a traditional Super Mario level set as it were but um, yes yeah, cert- certainly these sets have been Moving as much to focus as much on the location rather than um, gameplay and and amassing coins. Mm. Um, certainly, the Donkey Kong sets are very hard to get a decent score on, in my mm-hmm. experience, um, without throwing throwing in a whole lot of other um, enemies or or obstacles or tiles to strike. But yeah, as they come out of the box, they're pretty low scoring. Yep. So, But yeah, I think, I think this is sort of part of the path for Super Mario. This year has been quite different in that we've not had a new electronic figure. We've got Mario, we've got Luigi, we've got Peach. This year we got a buildable Donkey Kong who Mario can ride in the back and indeed as soon as he does that, mm-hmm. then we start getting the great Donkey Kong music just playing along, mm-hmm. and but it's very hard to get specific points while you're riding in the back of Donkey Kong. So it's really just a hmm. feeling of a of a place to hang out and play, rather than um, rather than a way that you can earn actively yep. earn points. But even within Donkey Kong's treehouse, there's not a lot of um, text to strike, yeah. as it were.
1: Look, I think going back to the Piranha Plant, I'll definitely pick it up. It's a mm. it's a compact build. It is iconic enough. Uh, it makes for a great desk ornament or thing to decorate your you know gaming center of your house with. Especially yeah. if you're a Nintendo fan. If you're a Nintendo fan, you'll you you you'll most likely have a little corner with older consoles or mario zelda metroid paraphernalia an amiibo or two so i think it fits in very Mm -hmm. very nicely um and yeah the price is just the 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 price is just good like i think in in the midst of a you know cost of living crisis um the smaller sets get i think um the better if it's Mm -hmm. if it was like a 400 dollar piranha plant a 400 dollar build um that might make people go hmm you know that's cool but i might not be able to afford it at this time but yeah, yeah it's it's small enough that it is kind of within impulse purchase by territory for adults
0: yep yeah, no for sure and um i think that's that's one of the things that i really like about it while it's affordable it also looks distinctly lego but at the same time it has retained that 3d super mario game aesthetic so you know if, if you've played super mario galaxy super mario odyssey it's maintained that sort of look from that or indeed mario Kart, for that matter it's got a few Casual studs on display here and there, which then also means it's got that distinct Lego feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to giving it to giving it a bit of a well, putting it together. Hopefully, we'll have the chance to do that at some stage in the next couple of weeks.
1: Is everything okay?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. There's some uh, gravity. The gravity working in this room.
1: There you go. Look, I'm just excited to, um, I'm just excited to build it. So it's a new, it's a new Nintendo set. Sign me up.
0: So we mentioned the sort of the change in direction that we've seen with this year's Nintendo sets. What do you think um, we've got for the future? Um, we've had a very different, you know, with no new electronic figure. Yep. Do you think that? I'm starting to wonder if Super Mario is approaching its end of life, as much just because it's sort of done about all that you can do mm-hmm. with with Super Mario, with perhaps the possible exception of you know a full on Mario Kart um, display, or perhaps something like Mario Party.
1: Um, yeah, potentially. Um, I think looking at Looking at the sets that have been revealed so far and just knowing a thing or two about how LEGO tend to plan out their portfolios and themes, we're probably at the edge of <clears throat> LEGO Super Mario as we know it. If you look at the <clears throat> cast of buildable characters, so that includes um, enemies or um, you know allies like Yoshi or um, the various Toads available. Um, we're probably at the end of... There's, there's probably only a handful of enemies that haven't been represented yet as, um, you know, whether in a set or in a buildable form. So I think the remaining sets will round those characters out. We'll probably get close to completion. Um, yeah. And-, and indeed, we
0: didn't. we didn't see a buildable character range with this latest drop of sets whereas no. we had with the previous six yep. so that's that's probably another sign that it's starting to well slow down with content um the other thing i suppose when you look at set numbers and you know it's pretty arbitrary but um there's not a big gap in between um, super mario Oh, sorry, between Super Mario and Friends. Of course, only Dreams. uh, Super Mario sort of going through to as 71427, which is Larry and Morton's airships, and that's on the other side of the Piranha Plant, whereas Dreams is, I think it's, about 53 or so. So we've only got about, but it's still, it's still um, scoped for, still scope for about another 20 sets, but uh, it's certainly, it's pretty finite in, in what can be done. But yeah, 71453 is where the friends number, the dreams numbers, I beg your pardon, start. So you yeah, about 28 sets or so down the track from From Mario, there'll probably be a bit of a buffer. Hmm. I'll stop talking there now. No, that's fine. (laughs) Um. It's, did you find yourself shopping for anything with the, we're, we're on the 3rd of October as we're recording this, did you find yourself looking for anything on the, um, at midnight on midnight
1: on the first. Uh, I don't typically shop at midnight because I'm usually asleep by then. Um so there's, there's there's not so much of a rush. But uh, I, I did pick up the Venator in the morning, um, mm-hmm. not because I have space or want to build it in a hurry, but I wanted the GWP, like the the metal galactic credit and the. Um, minifigure, minifigure patches of Yularin and Captain Rex were pretty, yep. were pretty cool. And I'm a sucker for like trinkets and GWPs like that. I don't, yeah, don't necessarily, don't necessarily care about buildable trinkets. But if it's a, if it's a kind of a unique thing like a patch or a galactic credit, I'm like, yep, sign me up. Um, <clears throat> so I picked that up, and I also picked up the uh the the alpine lodge which i am planning on building very soon so great Mm. to get into a christmas mood in october and to start putting my christmas village together um so yeah i'm looking forward to 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 building that so i've always been a fan of the lego winter village set so yeah definitely and it looks like a it looks like an interesting fun
0: build it does it does um in fact, this was another one that was announced since our last episode. Um, yeah, so it's it's a fairly new. This one's mm-hmm. a little bit outside the Winter Village. It's more in the um, hills outside and mm-hmm. it's built over a few levels, gives us some nice cosy spaces as mm. Alpine lodges might, um, a fire to warm in front of, uh, a few other spaces, rooms for the kids to go to sleep in and... Um, yeah, it does look like an immensely appealing set, and I think it's really. I think you you pointed out in, I think on some of your Instagram posts, Jay, that the Winter Village set has essentially remained consistent in price over the last four or five years.
1: It's inflation proof. Yeah, it's been it's been well, it's 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 been inflation proof in the US, so it's always been at the US ninety nine point. 99 price point Yep. for i think this is the eighth year six mm. no yeah um so i think that's great because it's it's such a it's so unusual it's so unusual to see um sets not get affected by inflation so this is the i believe it was the sixth one so far so it that ninety-nine point nine nine price point really got locked in at the Winter Village Fire Station, which I believe was twenty eighteen. And mm. the sets have remained at that price ever since. And sure, you might look at you might look at the sets and go, okay, sure, they've kept the prices the same, but they may have, you know, culled the number of minifigures or the piece count, but they've generally remained consistent as well. So, mm. in the in the face of inflation, the fact that these have um, been kept at the same price is, I think, uh, I think it's great. And because they're such a, these sets are such a integral part of how Lego fans celebrate the holidays, celebrate Christmas, and because they're really aimed at families um, to, you know, to build together and share holiday mm. traditions together. I think it's great that they've kept it at that price point because they, they, they could have jacked it up to 120 USD. Like, I think if they had made it 120 this year, no one would have batted an eye. There would be some grumblings for sure. But the mm. fact that they've kept it consistent at this price point is something that they should be commended for.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the things that I've noticed this year that while the recommended retail price of a lot of sets is probably significantly higher than you might have expected it to be a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. um, when you've got sets that aren't Lego exclusives like City, like Dreams, like Ninjago, Mm -hmm. Creator, you do find a lot of the big box Retailers, so in Australia, we're talking about Kmart, Big W, Target, um, sort of the equivalents of a f- shops as Walmart in the states and the like. They just about always have most sets at a level of permanent discount. Yep, and they're still sort of priced at about what I think would be a reasonable amount to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Winter Village sets don't get into that market. They are basically restricted to, they are essentially restricted to Lego stores for their first year. And mm-hmm. then they'll go to independent toy shops after they've been out for a year or two. So yep. so they still have a little bit of an ongoing life, but where you can buy them in more general places, but mm-hmm. um, they there is not really a lot of scope for being able to buy them on a discount, the way that you might be able to buy your more general release set. So I think that's whether that's an actual strategy or just a thing that's happened. Um, I'm not sure, but as I said, as you said, Jay, it's to be commended for sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to building that and yeah, might be able to chat about it in our
0: next episode. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah have you I'll been Have, have to... you
1: been building Have you been building anything?
0: So I've been building s- some unexpected things. I guess I've um, I've been doing some shopping, and we've picked up the Vikings, but particularly the nola in Chief was has a birthday approaching very rapidly, and she um, has expressed a desire for insects. So. Oh, you've been yeah. able to secure some insects at our local certified store, which were out of stock on the weekend and came in today with 24 hours to spare. Thank you very much to the team up at the Doncaster LCS for um, being ready for me when I came in this morning. <laughs> and uh, But I've been putting together some old time cruises sets from the mid-90s. So oh, lovely. Particularly looking at at um, particularly looking at the Hypno Cruiser, the Time Twisters, Time Tunnelator, and what's the other great little one? It's the Rocket Racer. Yeah, called the Rocket Racer in some markets. It's a little um, set with a few wheels, sort of triangular shape, but it's got these little um, plates that are rubbing on the wheels as you drive it along, making these little helicopter propellers turn around. So I've been having a bit of fun just putting these together. Time Cruises was, for those who weren't um, paying close attention to Lego at the time, it was a very interesting theme that came out around 1996, 97. Um, fairly wave. It was based in part on a comic that appeared had appeared a couple of years earlier in one of the German kids' magazines, um, initially featuring a character called Max Timebuster, who also sort of dominated Lego Town in 1994 and 1995. You'll see, if you go through the old catalogues, you'll see there's one character that keeps turning up almost like a Where's Wally situation. And so this comic appeared across... um, where this character was able to in, interact with just about every Lego theme that was being produced at the time. Um, initially, he had this fairly cool yellow um, time machine, but eventually this was replaced by some models that look more like um, there's a flying time vessel, also called a flybow, a flying <laughs> boat. Um, and this was sort of the the main time vessel that he had for a while until he got us like a personal zapper from the um, Aquatron team. Well, or team, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, so this, has been, this was a great theme for drawing other themes together and to provide an excuse for playing between different themes. And I suppose it does that in a way similar to the way that Dreams might, the way that they sucked Ninjago into the Dreams world in a few animated shorts just before Dreams was officially announced. Um, And I suppose also similar to the way that um, Bill and Mary, Mary and Bill did um, Indigo and Polka Dot back in the 6,000 Ideas book where they traversed from space or from town to space to castle. And so it's sort of one of these weird... um, themes designed to tie other themes together um time cruisers is kind of funny to look at because it does look like a few of the sets were basically put together with pieces they're so sort of very minimalist in their construction but they feature a lot of weird parts you know they like surplus, the time
1: surplus parts we mean too like many factory
0: factory floor sweepings you know the yep. um the Time Tunnelator has got 81 pieces, but it also includes two bugles, two bats, some flames, a couple of barrels, and a couple of they might have previously been considered to be um, sails in town or Paradisa on a, on a surfboard, on a, on a windsurfer, were it not for the fact that these were printed with a spider's web
1: <laughs>
0: and a solitary black dragon wing at the back. Um They're really, let's say, I'm finding them just to be really interesting sets, just both in themselves for what they, the builds in themselves, but also for what they stand for and their special place in Lego history. Mm. Um, And this is sort of a place where Lego's third-party media has then sucked in to become a set um, and it was not actively part of, an ongoing strategic plan. It, you know, the idea of Max Timebuster was originally um, put together by Christian Faber, who was working with Lego's advertising agency at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if this name is familiar to you, he was also instrumental in developing Bionicle. Um, so some some cynics will say you lose some, you win some, um, but I think you so say it's a certainly... A creative theme. It sort of was part of Lego's transmedia in a day when, in the days when they weren't really, hadn't, hadn't necessarily embraced that direction the way they have now, where you've got seven different monthly magazines if that's mm-hmm. what you want. Um, but to have something go from the magazine and then evolve into an actual play theme um, is kind of fun. Mm. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> And I may or may not have been reimagining some of these as dream sets. Um, so stay tuned to the blog or t- to my Instagram feed, and perhaps a few of these vessels will start to appear over the next couple of weeks. Awesome! It's almost as if after a few weeks away, we've forgotten how to talk.
1: I think we're doing, I think. I think we're. Do, I think we're doing great. I think we're doing great. Um, it's yeah. It's. Um... It's also a strange time of the year because we are wrapping up the 2023 portfolio. There's probably one other big set coming out. There's usually a big set reserved for Black Friday. It's mm. so now with the Venator out um, two days ago. That was the... Yeah, that's probably the second last big release. Then LEGO usually has a big set for Black Friday. Last year, we had the Eiffel Tower. The year before that... Was it the Titanic? I can't remember. Yeah, it's just around this time. Titanic Coliseum? Yeah. So, there's... Yeah, there's usually one more big set, and then everyone starts to shift their attention to 2024. And we've had a... I think a is it an American or European wholesaler published a whole list of 2024 sets, which is very exciting because there's a few, um, you know, apart from your um, city friends um, and, you know, core Lego themes, there's quite a few interesting um, names on that list. Um, So we have the um, for icons there's a Dune Onitopter, which is all but confirmed now. Almost. That's coming. Apparently, next year, maybe. Don't know when, but that's that's on the list. Um, and this is a this is a retailer set, so we can we can talk about we can talk about them. They're called Eldorado International. Um, mm-hmm. there's the Polaroid camera, which I think a lot of people have been expecting since That was announced this time last year. This time last year.
0: And I suppose we should be expecting sometime soon um, because also announced at that time was the Orient Express. So Mm -hmm. hopefully... Oh, yes, the
1: Orient Express. Yes, how could we forget about the Orient Express?
0: Hopefully that that will um, turn up before too long.
1: Yeah, that might be Black Friday as well. Maybe that's the big Black, Black Friday set.
0: Who knows? Look, we're it's just big speculating a big at this people point.
1: Gonna, like, train train fans are going to be excited because it's a big train, and it's, it's the been Orion a few Express.
0: years since we've had a big train that's been adult focused. Um, yeah, I think the crocodile twenty
1: twenty. People are expecting like anything less than the Emerald Knight in terms of like quality and design is going to be a disappointment to train fans. So that's the that's that's the bar. Um, but yeah, we have we have we have a number of twenty twenty four sets, which is um, which is looking quite exciting, and I can't wait to see photos and yeah, just just to find out more about these.
0: Mm. Well, it's start of October, and and then as we get through November, we start to see official images for next year's <clears throat> for next year's sets, including the modular and. And the like. So look, look forward to. It's going to be a busy time. It's the um, it's the calm before the storm, Jay. Yeah, exactly. The and I'm in mean,
1: year year end wrap up mode, so trying to get as much of my content out before December when Advent season is going to be all consuming. And yeah, we'll probably you know hopefully have 2024 20, sets to play with around that time as well. So.
0: Mm. I'll have to admit, I have actually picked up the Star Wars Advent Calendar this year, if, Very good. Only, because, if only because it features an Omega figure, who otherwise has sort of been exclusive to a um, oh, the Justifier Cad Bane's ship, which was just felt a little bit too big and a little bit more than I was looking nice. for as an excuse to complete my bad batch, but. Um, I'm starting to wonder if it's a set that I should care about given the way that I'm starting to see inflation on particularly the rebel sets from, from years ago. Um, you know, I've, I, I was, I had the good fortune of picking up a Phantom two along with Thrawn and, uh, Ooh, very Kane nice. and a couple of years ago. And, uh, I had no idea that this little fifty dollars, forty dollars set, whatever I paid for it back then, was now containing a two hundred dollar minifigure. Oh, lucky you! <laughs> Except I can't find the sticker sheet.
1: That's all right. No one cares about the sticker sheet. It's all about it's all about the minifigures or minifigure in this case. No one cares about yeah. the sticker sheet. Yeah.
0: So anyway, excited that Omega is sorry. Um. Yeah, Omega is um, in the in the advent calendar for for a few other things. Yeah, looking forward to that. Sorry, spoilers for those who are looking at that, but um, it is she's there on the um, on the box. So I figure it was probably a safe mention. Exc- exciting. But I, I may have started to care about the Ahsoka sets because Ahsoka.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we can talk about um, Ahsoka in our next episode because the series would have, yeah, would
0: have. Uh... The series will have finished by then. Um, yep. But we won't talk too loudly about that just yet for fear of spoilers. But, no, um, no, no spoilers. But,
1: I hate it. I'm uh, not a fan. I'm not a fan of the TV show. So I'll have plenty, plenty to
0: say. So it's interesting. I, I started off not enjoying it. And I found that the first two episodes were really difficult to sit through. And was sort of like, I was very nearly, am I even going to bother with the third? Um, but I've certainly, I've enjoyed the direction it's taken since then. It's the finale tomorrow. Do you feel excited? Do you think they'll wrap everything up by then? I don't think um, so. I know that they won't. I know exactly. that they won't. I'm just trying to work out whether we're gonna get a second series of Ahsoka before we get the the, the big the big movie. The the big final the big Fino-iverse, Fino-iverse movie or if we'll um be getting another series of everything first.
1: Yep. It's just like an extended trailer for the movie. Hey, you know the good thing about a new Star Wars movie, Jay? Uh no. What? New Lego sets new lego sets i don't think they need that to turn out lego sets but they that's still appreciated
0: yeah i i I'd, look I'd, I'd like to see some sets based on the second half of the season um you know some Amir witches and and um oh the little turtle guys
1: <laughs> the turtle guys yep Hey, it's time for a new Mon Mothma. Like we are way overdue for a Mon we, Mothma. We so. are
0: way overdue for a Mon Mothma. We've if, had that, what, uh, if
1: that's the only thing we get out of the Filoniverse movie. Um yeah, sign me up. Yeah,
0: we had what one figure back in 2009, and the really disappointing thing is that on on BrickLink at the moment, it's only going for about $25. No, $30.
1: You could buy 10, yeah. uh, you could sell them for the
0: price of a throne.
1: You can sell a drone and get 10 of
0: them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you could sell a Rebels era Ahsoka and get 20 of them mm. or 15, anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, I think we're starting to already encroach in next episodes. Um, material so thank you all for coming back it's been great we do look forward to getting do enjoy your feedback and uh any ideas of things that you'd like us to talk about um please leave a five star review on itunes it helps others to find us and please if you've enjoyed listening to this and you've got friends that you're not sure if they're listening or not that you think might enjoy it refer us on to them um have you had a friend refer this podcast to you? Let us know. Drop us a line um, at Extra Pieces Pod on Instagram or the platform formerly known as Twitter, or indeed Facebook.
1: It's the X-Twitter. It's the X-Twitter. Yes.
0: Does that mean that I'm an X-Twitter? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> anyway, until next time. I'm Richard from I'm The G- Rambling Brick. And I'm G Jay from G's Brick Blog. And these are the
1: Extra Pieces.
0: That was very dramatic. (laughs) You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.